You're listening to the Parkview Church Training Podcast, where we equip you to glorify God by making disciples of Jesus Christ. If you'd like to learn more about Parkview or give to our ministry, please visit parkviewchurch.org. Welcome to the Parkview Training Podcast. This is Pastor Thomas, and on this episode, we're going to do some team talk. Not meet the staff. We found a cooler name. <laughs> team talk. And uh, I have Devin with me. Hello. Hello, Devin. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Now, you guys might know, but often it's Devin running the controls at the soundboard of the little podcast production office here uh, while I or someone else is talking. And so she's often in the background doing the stuff here with us. And now she's talking. Yep. Which is great. It's great. I'm glad. So, Devin, we want to know you. Sounds good. Tell us. Where are you from? I am, well, this is a questionable question for me. Okay, okay. I say I'm from Georgia Ah. because I was born there, but I moved at about a year old to Minneapolis or the Minneapolis suburbs. Um, so I grew up there my whole life, so I'm from okay. the Minneapolis okay. suburbs, but I was now, born in Georgia. <laughs> okay, born in Georgia, went to Minneapolis. Now, whenever people say I'm from a suburb, I always want to just honor them by asking, which one? <laughs> It's called Maple Plain. Maple Plain. I always say it's about as far you can get out from Minneapolis okay. and still call it a suburb. Okay. Across the street from my parents' house is a field that smells okay. like manure in the, s- the springtime oh, right not now. Not like maple? No. <laughs> nope. Cow manure. And how close is the closest house to your... So we live home? in a neighborhood. It's okay. prob- It's like less than so two still minutes. still a suburb kind of? Yeah. Okay. So it's like so two it's minutes like to the neighbor's house. It's not okay. like... Two minutes. That's... Walking, okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's that's pretty out there. Really? I don't know. When I is think Minneapolis, than, I I'm like... it's less I've than two minutes to like your neighbor's house. Yeah. And I, yeah. My neighbor's house is 12 seconds it's away. It's really close to my neighbor's house currently where I live. Okay. Right. Like that's half true. a second. Okay, there you <laughs> it's go. It's a townhouse. So. <laughs> okay, so in a semi-rural but close to a big city yeah. area, um, and you grew up in... Did you grow up in a family that loved Jesus? Yeah, so my when we moved to Minneapolis, we started going to the church that my mom grew up in as a Presbyterian mm-hmm. church, mostly comprised of older people at mm-hmm. this point. Um, so we went to Sunday school and then went to church with my parents. Mm-hmm. I remember trying to find anything and everything to do during the service okay, to distract okay, myself. Okay. <laughs> or I my, remember that too. Yeah, siblings and I trying to not be bored listening yeah. to the sermon uh-huh. at that age. Um, so yeah, we grew up that way. Um there wasn't much of like a youth group or anything at this church. It was my like memories of it, which probably isn't entirely accurate, but my like memory of it is that anyone from age zero to like 18 mm-hmm. was in the same room on okay. Sunday morning. Like there was not, there were not a ton of young people. Okay. Um, and so or was it just an intergenerational value or a bit of both? A bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we just, we went there because it was familiar to my mom. Mm-hmm. Her parents still went there. Mm-hmm. Um, her sister at the time still went there too. So, um, yeah, that's where we went until I turned 13. And okay. then at that point, I'm the youngest of four kids. Um, and so I was 13. Mm-hmm. So my siblings were 17, 19, and 21. So two of them were out of the house already. Mm-hmm. And my parents, I think, had, I don't know, because I was 13 and not aware of things happening yeah. around me, but I think they had some level of, like, conviction or spiritual awakening or something mm-hmm. at that time of like oh our kids need better like t- discipleship and okay. teaching and stuff so they started we started like shopping around at different churches um 
we went to a couple and we ended up at this church called Woodridge and it was close to our house. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I think primarily why they like chose to stay there is cause that was the youth group that I went to on Sunday mornings okay. and was instantly welcomed by someone, mm. particularly like a leader. And it, I've, I had so many amazing women who were older than me who poured into me mm-hmm. throughout my time there. Mm-hmm. So I was, we were at the same church. Um, my parents are still there. So mm. from when I was 13 until when I left for college. Um, and so that really shaped me. It's mm-hmm. clear. Um, yeah, just the difference that's made in my life. My mm-hmm. other siblings don't follow the Lord, the Lord, um, at this time. And so even my brother who was 17 at the time, he would like go to church and then, he just didn't, that's just not the path that he chose. Yeah. Um, so I pray for them a lot and yeah. I'm pursuing them for the Lord, but, um, so you, yeah. would you say you became a Christian in that church then? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I remember it was, I don't remember when it was, but it was mm-hmm. a youth group Wednesday night that I asked my small group leader. I was like, I want to accept Jesus. And so mm. she prayed with me. Um, I would say that's like, I think it's interesting looking back on it cause that's technically when I became a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. Like I accepted the Lord but I feel like I didn't really understand what that meant until college. And Mm -hmm. even still I'm constantly learning new things Mm -hmm. about my faith and Mm -hmm. my like knowledge of it is just deepening and enriching like, um, through time. But yeah, I got really involved in like serving. I was on the leadership team. I did worship at our high school ministry on Sunday mornings, Mm -hmm. um, in our middle school. And yeah, so that was, that was like my whole, that and theater were my whole life (laughs) through high school. (laughs) So, Wow. Well, thank God for that church. Yeah. Yeah. So thankful for that ministry. You know, when I think of you, you may, well, you know, because you're in our house each week, community group, but one of the verses that's right now hanging on our little letter wall Mm. is from Romans 15, 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Uh, Just, it's just the last three words that are on our wall, abound Mm. in hope. But as I was thinking about you, you come to mind. That's that's a great verse for you, mm. I think. That describes Devin. Full of joy and peace in believing. That's how you that's how I think of you. Hopeful because of the joy and peace you have through the power of the Spirit, believing in Christ. Mm. So I'm just so thankful for that yeah. from you. Um and thankful that for that church, you yeah. know, planting that in you those years ago. Um so you mentioned then college, mm-hmm. some more significant growth. Yeah. yeah. So I had a kind of dramatic, I'm just remembering now, like coming to college thing. So I was really into theater. I was Mm -hmm. determined. I was like, I'm going to Broadway. That is the only option for me. See your name in lights. See my name in lights. Uh I loved musical theater. I did over, I think close to like 15 productions in high school um, of musicals with a community theater. My high school did not have a good theater program. So I also got to meet more people um, through that, which was cool just to know like other kids from other places. Mm -hmm. Um, and so when it was time to look at colleges, I was looking at ones with good musical theater programs, mm-hmm. um, which in the Midwest, it's kind of <laughs> hard <Okay>. to find. <laughs> Usually you have to go to one of the coasts to find a good yeah. school. Um, but I, University of Michigan actually had a, like a really fantastic program. And so mm-hmm. I had submitted a video audition and gotten through to the second round of auditions. Mm-hmm. And right before that audition, we had youth group and mm-hmm. at this, this time we were playing a game called truth and dare. So you okay. had to tell the truth about yourself. You, they had like a list of questions you could answer mm-hmm. and then you had to be dared to do something. And it was no secret to anyone that I was 
terrible at sports. Okay. Also hate sports. Uh-huh. Um, I am okay. With, I will tolerate sports now, but okay. um, I was not a sports kid. Okay. Um, theater kid all the way. All right. um, <laughs> so is it really? It's like a, you have to choose one or the other. I don't. Probably not <laughs> for everyone, but for me it was. <laughs> I got you. Uh, I got. I there was a time. This is a side tracking, but there was a time when I was in soccer that I asked my dad to be goalie because my sister was goalie and she was Mm -hmm. like the coolest person to me when I was little. She's about 10 years older than me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I asked to be goalie. My dad was my coach. And I ended up curled up in a ball in the middle of the net because I am terrified (laughs) of things flying at me. So I don't know. I don't know what in me was like, I'm going to be goalie today. But that was it. That was it. Yeah, it was terrible. Anyway, so the week before I was supposed to go for these auditions, they were in Chicago. They do like this massive audition mm-hmm. event with a bunch of different schools. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at youth group and my, my truth question was what makes you feel most alive? Mm-hmm. And my answer to that was like the moment before the curtain rises on the show. Like mm-hmm. there's just adrenaline. Like you've been preparing for this for months. Mm-hmm. You've been memorizing lines, memorizing mm-hmm. songs, like, and there's just the excitement of like now we finally have an audience who mm-hmm. hasn't I mean like there's other people no in the room when you're before. rehearsing yeah. but like they've yeah. seen it a million times they're not excited about it so um that was my moment that was most alive um at that time and then my dare was to be tackled okay. by a high school football player okay while wearing a sumo wrestling suit okay like thing on the office, those yes, big round like those big round poofy. I have no idea. Okay. I mean, youth groups get like the weirdest things, right? Yeah. Like, who knows where they got that from? Theoretically, um, should have kept you safe. Theoretically, okay. the helmet it didn't. of sumo wrestling suits are not. They're not. Um, they're not very secure. Okay. So he tackles me. He hits me like right in my middle of my body, mm-hmm. um, and I go down. The helmet flies off, and I smack my head on our hard. I don't Ooh. know what kind of stage uh, yeah. in our worship center. Um, and so I probably was, I was concussed. I blacked out anyway. So like <laughs> that happened the week before. The worst thing was whiplash. I like couldn't move my head very well. And so I had a decision to make. You kind of have to do that to act. Yes. And to yeah. dance. And you have to, yeah. you have to mark your uh, p- like pirouettes and stuff. And so like I couldn't whip my head yeah. to do that. Um, and so I had a decision to make. Thankfully our, like youth group leaders and pastors were really good, especially for the seniors being like, this is a big decision. You need to have like invite God into this decision and pray Mm -hmm. about it. And so it was really weird. Like I had a lot of peace about it. Mm -hmm. Like this was my dream, right? Like I'm going to university of Michigan. Mm -hmm. I'm getting my bachelor of fine arts in musical theater and I'm going to New York. Like that was the dream. Yeah. And it didn't happen. (laughs) Like, but yeah, I just had an unreal amount of peace. My mom was, like, more freaked out about it because she was, I mean, my parents were really great at supporting, like, whatever mm-hmm. our dreams were. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she was, I think, probably more upset about it, at mm-hmm. least in my memory now, than I was at the time. And so that completely changed. I had not applied to the University of Iowa. Uh-huh. I had not auditioned for their music program. So, like, after that happened, I got better. I applied. The My brother went to University of Iowa before me and was in the mm-hmm. music program for piano. And he was like, oh, the application's like really easy. Just do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I filled that out, got in, in time to do like an odd, I think I did a video audition first and mm-hmm. then came down. And so I said, my brother came here. We were always at odds because he was the other musician in the household. So we uh-huh. had to fight over the piano growing uh, up. Okay. Um, so we never really got along super well. And so then anytime that it came up that we'd have to come visit him, I was just like, this is the worst. We have to go to his boring (laughs) classical music recitals. Uh Like, um, and 
I didn't enjoy coming to Iowa City. I didn't mm-hmm. like it. And so we came for my audition and meeting my who became my like voice professor. And I just like fell in love mm-hmm. with Iowa City. I think I was seeing it with new eyes and new opportunity again. Like the Lord had given me so much peace about this change. And mm-hmm. now I look back and I'm like, I would never have had it mm-hmm. any other way. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, coming to Parkview. And so that's, I got connected to the college ministry of Parkview. Um, actually through my youth pastor back home, he had done some research for like everyone. It was like, you're getting in a church. We talked about whatever the stats were at the time of like how many kids graduate from high school and leave youth group and like stop going mm-hmm. to church. And so mm-hmm. it was really important to them, which like so grateful to mm-hmm. have people that care about that and our lives. Um, so yeah, he did some research, found a couple different options. I tried out SALT. I tried out 24-7, which is now Parkview College Ministry. Tried out CREW and just, I just felt like Again, it was the same thing. Bethany Stoyles, who was on staff at the time, first Wednesday I showed up, came up to me, said hi to me, asked me to sit with her. And Mm -hmm. that was like the same exact thing that happened to me at the youth group when Mm -hmm. I was 13 years old. Mm -hmm. And that just like made me feel comfortable at home, like whatever. And Mm so, yeah, I've been, that's, yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) been talking for a That's while it. now yeah. so and it was sort of through, was it through bethany and her influence or others yeah there that so then i got connected to fresh or what was it called at the time verve yeah. verve at the time um and had a small group and <coughs> i honestly don't even know like when or how I've, i mean going to church on sundays was important since i was third like since i gave my life to jesus all the way through college and so i think that it just kind of like happened naturally out of going to the youth ministry or the college ministry um and I started coming on Sunday mornings yeah Bethany was she discipled me that first year um and I also just think the community of having like I still have friends that I met one some of those first Wednesday nights Aaliyah Google and our community Mm -hmm. group um Savannah like all these girls Mm -hmm. that I met that first year that just have stuck around and I think having that community helps you keep engaged like with the church and wanting to be a part of it and yeah I yeah I love Parkview awesome (laughs) So, so you've been around here for, I don't know, how many years? Since 2016, so 2016. coming up on seven, seven. years. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're glad you've been here. Yeah, me too. Yeah. It's been good. And now you do some worship stuff. People see yes. you on stage. Yeah. They hear you singing. And, and some communications. communications. Yeah. So uh, how does that work out? How is So what's your title here? Um, <laughs> It's a little bit under question because it's changed so many times since i've started yeah (laughs) but currently what i say is i'm the communications and associate worship director Mm -hmm. um, because i'm communications director and associate worship director so i just cut it down one word (laughs) by putting the director at the end so as the community groups and equipping pastor i can really yeah we have a lot of and positions here maybe we should do something about that yeah um so yeah i do Technically, my week is split about 25-15. I do 25 hours of communications, 15 hours of worship. That's changed, especially over the last year, um, as we've been just making some changes, doing more with communications, Mm -hmm. such as this podcast. Um, So more of my week looks like doing communications Mm -hmm. and what that means, Mm because that (laughs) might be very, it was very nebulous to me when I started, and Uh I feel like I'm still kind of figuring out what that means, but communications to me is managing all of the communication channels. Mm. That's like the practical aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And what I'm learning right now is that communication is important to God because mm. his Bible is his communication to us. 
Um, we see his people communicating all the time from mm -hmm. Genesis to Revelation. Um, Paul, we're going through the book of Acts right now. He's mm -hmm. communicating all the time to people. Right. He's sharing the That's word right. of God with yeah. um, basically anyone he can get to pay attention That's to right. <laughs> yeah. um, or not. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, communication, I think, is my my job. Like the why behind it is because mm -hmm. I have a job to communicate the the gospel of Jesus through our communication channels to mm -hmm. whoever is on the other side of that. So whether mm -hmm. that's the email, um, most of that is right now is just here's what's going on. But mm -hmm. those events, those ministry events that other people are doing in their ministries are helping people encounter Jesus. And so like things like Walk with Jesus, mm -hmm. um, I'm just thinking of things that are coming up mm -hmm. soon, but Walk with Jesus, Easter, those kinds of things, like those are ways that people get connected to mm -hmm. the reality of Jesus. And um, so as communications, it's like a support role because mm -hmm. I'm like, I sometimes joke that like no one would know what was happening at the church yeah. if I didn't do my job. That's right. Yeah. Um, but then also there's kind of some new areas that I'm exploring of like social media and this podcast of digital ways to communicate the gospel to mm -hmm. people, especially outside of our walls. Most of our listeners are probably people who attend pod, uh, podcast, yeah. <laughs> <Parkview>. <laughs> but social media obviously has a, a wider reach. And so how mm -hmm. can we use that tool as a way to beautifully and uh, like engagingly communicate the gospel of Jesus? That's great. So, so that's right. So you, to put it succinctly, your job is sort of to make ministry possible probably in some cases you know people don't come to things they don't know about just yep. like you said yep. but also effective and then also you're thinking through what is there a is there a christian way to communicate mm -hmm. and um and of all of god's wisdom you know in in the image of the god who who does communicate mm -hmm. that's right uh, not long ago, I said, Devin, what if you could just give some thought to, like, why, you know, is there sort of a biblical theology of communication? And Devin has been working on a paper for me. <laughs> and so she's really thought deeply really about like this. like a bullet point. Is it a paper? I don't know. Well, it's there's, get, there's it's getting there. Points. It's expanding. <laughs> it's slowly expanding. The I thought she'd come back with, The will be live like, on the website. Just kidding. That's, I thought it'd be a paragraph. <laughs> so I was really impressed. Yeah. Um, and you've been you've been working on training with uh, the School of Theology, and mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm so thankful that um, the person who is responsible for communicating is thinking deeply about mm -hmm. how the gospel of Jesus affects the way we communicate and what we communicate. Mm -hmm. So, and if it, I, I would imagine that ordinary person at Parkview is thinking communication. So she writes the email. Yeah, there is so <laughs> much more to it than that. Um, and on that note, you know, people mm -hmm. have probably noticed the expanding kind of ways that we're communicating. One of them is what you're listening to right now, this podcast. So mm -hmm. tell us, why why podcast? Why are we mm -hmm. pouring our resources in this? Yeah, I think we were trying to find a way. So we could do Sunday morning classes. We could do weekday classes. We can study things. And community groups are also like a great way to mm -hmm. obviously talk about the Bible. Um, but we were trying to find a way that was accessible to mm -hmm. people to learn more. Um, this is an easy way for us to introduce our staff to people in more than just like a paragraph bio on the website. It's yeah. a little bit more alive. You get to hear our personality, mm -hmm. hopefully, through mm -hmm. um, talking. And yeah, so I think just having a more accessible way to get information out to people that's not, you know, it's not time bound. Mm -hmm. You can listen to this anytime when yeah. you're driving your car when mm -hmm. you're rocking your baby to sleep ironing your shirts ironing your shirts do. yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. well you're i listen often to podcasts while i'm doing some kind of like more mindless task while mm -hmm. working mm -hmm. um and so i think just having that yeah that accessibility we can get information out to more people in 
somewhere that they can reach it at instead yeah. of like oh this class is only offered at 9 a.m on sundays mm-hmm. i can't go there because like you know got a wrinkled I don't have children, but I always just think about like, the parent who's like trying right. to get, you know, their whole family to church and that's already hard enough yeah. <laughs> to, yeah, to show right. up on time for a class. And, um, yeah. So that's, I think a bit of the why. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. As we've, we've thought through some of the stuff that Devin has hit on it right there is trying to figure out what are the things that people need to be in person for mm-hmm. and that we need to say, you know, there's just no way we can actually form people in Christ digitally and what things can we and Mm -hmm. and take advantage of the technology and um i think of the groups podcast right now too this is this will be on the training podcast Mm -hmm. but in the groups world you know looking at the numbers there you know assuming each each you know download or listen represents probably one one and a half people um so people often listen to us couples Mm -hmm. and things like that you know we the reach that we would have from the kind of work that we put into making one of those podcasts, not only the fact that we get to incorporate different voices that we might not get mm. to hear all the time and have the flexibility to record them and you listen to them whenever you want, which means people don't have to show up to teach yep. at one place and all that. But um, it's it's able to reach a number of people that we just wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Um, and so I, I would sort of explain it as, hey, we could we could say, hey, we're going to have this class and hope that maybe 75 to 100 people would show up. Um, or we could have this podcast where we'd get a lot of the same content across. Mm-hmm. And so many of our classes, you know, by the way, there's still a place for classes and keep an eye out yes. because that's coming, you know. Um, but we can get across to a, a much larger segment of people um, because it's not dependent on people's schedule and whether they can manage childcare or we can manage childcare mm-hmm. uh, all on a Sunday morning, that kind of thing. And um, so it's been really, you know, we can see the statistics on the back end and we're really encouraged by it. We mm-hmm. hope it's encouraging you and, and Devin is responsible for so much of that. So, um, so thankful for you. Um, anything else you just want us to kind of know about your ministry area? Any, maybe a, a way we could pray for you also? Mm. Yes, I think right now I'm thinking through. I it's a big job. Communications yeah. is a big job, and mm-hmm. I'm I can't especially with doing worship on Sundays. There's things that I literally cannot do. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> um, right. And so right now I'm thinking through and praying through 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 mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. Um, what it looks like to invite other people into that um, mm-hmm. to have potentially some volunteers. Specifically, right now I'm looking for photographers for okay. Sunday mornings, and so if you know anyone okay but also pray for that um yeah i have never really managed i help with the volunteers on the worship Mm -hmm. team but obviously that's primarily will's job as a worship director Mm -hmm. um and so i've never really had a team of volunteers and it's something i'm excited and also nervous about so great um yeah that would be one thing awesome yeah so if you're a photographer out there Okay, tune in. Email Denise, D-N-E-E-S-E, at perfectchurch.org. There you go. And if you're not, why don't you pray for one? and Or teach yourself how to take Teach yourself. You probably know someone who's a photographer. A lot of people have a nice camera and probably could be available. You also don't need a nice camera these days. Your iPhone. That's right. Your iPhone is probably better than the camera I use to take photos when I am able to take photos. Yeah. It is amazing how things have gotten, (laughs) gotten better. So. Great. Well, thank you for talking with us, Devin. Yeah. And uh, thank you for listening, everyone. We'll catch you on the next one.